Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. If you're watching the podcast, then uh, you can tell the room is a little darker than normal. Full disclosure, I recorded a full episode, even started editing it. But yeah, I felt the Lord put on my heart to record something else, um, something completely different. So I'm really looking forward to today's episode. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you are going through, I'm a firm believer that the Lord can use this in a real and relevant way within your life. And I truly mean that. I'm not just saying that because we talk about that here on the podcast. Real quick, I'll go over what Color and Chaos is for those that have joined in for the first time today. But Color and Chaos is a cry from my heart that I know I can recognize that there's this tendency within me and a tendency within us as humans that when we're going through difficulties, when we're going through challenges, the unknown, any type of chaos, we have this desire within us that just screams, pull the alarm and run. And even though this makes complete sense, I can see that the biggest times of growth, the greatest times of growth within my life that I have grown as a person, not only in understanding more about myself and how I'm wired, but in knowing and understanding my creator, savior, sustainer, the biggest times where that has happened were in the moments of chaos. The same things that once upon a time I wanted to run away from and to numb myself from. And so instead of running away from the chaos, what we talk about here at Color and Chaos is a cry that instead of running away from the chaoses of life, if we instead lean into the chaos, not through our own strength or our own wisdom or our own ability, but we lean into the chaos, seeking our creator, savior, sustainer, saying, you know what, Lord, I know that on my own, I can't make sense and I can't produce a beauty and a color out of this chaos. But I know when I lean into this chaos, leaning into you, the only one that can make me whole, the only one that can make us whole, that I know that I can find a color when I lean into this chaos through seeking you and through a surrender and humility towards you. And so I, I want to move myself out of the way. I want for this episode to be completely what the Lord wants it to be. And, and again, I don't know what's going on in your life. You may be going through the best of times or the worst of times. You may have a relationship with Jesus or you may not. No matter where you're at, I'm just pumped because you're here. Somehow you came across this podcast. So whether you were referred to this by a friend or you stumbled across this by accident, firm believer that there is no accidents and that we have a God that can use anything and redeem everything. So here, let's pray and we'll get into it. All right. Lord God, just thank you so much. Thank you so much that you redirect us, that you pivot us, you help us know where it is that we need to go and what we need to do and even in the moments where we don't know where you want us to go and what you want us to do lord at the end of the day you are always speaking help us be still help us be responsive enough to hear you and lord i pray for those right now that are listening or watching this that do not yet have a relationship with you lord will you please just reveal yourself to them in a real and powerful way change their life from the inside out lord help them encounter you not just the concept of you god but the person of jesus lord you are living and active you are the resurrected savior you are not dead you are not just folklore so lord please have your will and way within our life lord please speak to us in the calmness and the quietness of our hearts lord if there's any walls that are built up right now even within my own heart 
Lord, will you please tear them down? Help us be vulnerable with you as we're vulnerable with one another. God, please help us just be transparent like water. Help us keep it clear. Help us keep it clear. When you look at us, God, help it be clear what you see. Lord, we want to be honest and humbled before you. So do that now within our hearts, within our lives. We need you. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. In the time that we have together, I felt led to read um, some things that I've written down in my journal. And what's really interesting, I didn't realize until tonight that a lot of what the Lord has been putting in my heart recently all kind of ties together. And it was all centered around this whole idea of obedience, of obedience. And I wanted just to read some things that I had written down here and go into a passage that really has, that has hit me tonight <laughs> as I'm recording this. And so the first thing that I have written down here is this whole idea that we are freed by our creator, savior, and sustainer. We are freed from our sin and our slavery to sin in order for us to be obedient to our creator. I wrote this down underneath that. Forgive me, Lord, for taking your freedom for granted. I truly don't understand what I do. Forgive me and lead me in your way everlasting. Fill me with the fullness of your spirit and give me taste of the eternal kingdom to destroy the empty, shallow hunger for this rotting kingdom of flesh and sand. The next day after writing this, I had a moment when I woke up in the morning. It was a lot earlier than what I planned on waking up as. And it's really interesting, the day that I take as a Sabbath day of rest, I have great intentions, but Fridays are the days that I literally want to do everything else but spend time resting in the Lord. And that's embarrassing to say. But when I wake up, I don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to spend time just personally praying and and just just saying, okay, God, what is it that you want to show me? What is it that you want to teach me? If anything, I, I just want to waste my time. I want to I want to be slothful. I want to I want to do the things that I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. It's so crazy because I go into Fridays with great expectations, with a heart of prayer. Thursday nights I have a Bible study with with guys that and 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 it's powerful, very powerful. One of the things I'm gonna share is it came from one of these Thursday nights. Um, but, but yeah, Fridays are difficult for me and it's just such a reminder that we are at war at all times, even in the days of rest. And, and I, I'm, I'm not saying any of this to, to pump myself up of, oh, wow, look at Jonah. He's being vulnerable. No, I, 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 I'm just being vulnerable because I know that it points the attention away from me and towards our God. And one of these days on, on Friday, I found myself doing everything else but spending time with the Lord. And I found myself, I woke up a lot earlier. It was still dark out and I'm, I'm scrolling through social media. I'm scrolling through, you know, emails and catching up on YouTube videos and all this other stuff. And before I know it, I find myself with a discontent with the season that I am in currently. A season of singlehood, um, the season of uh, being alone, living alone. Um, uh, just even just the, 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 the season of, of waiting and purity. And, and I found myself with this just discontent for all the above. And, 
I, I just find myself wasting hours upon hours just, you know, looking up people and, and thinking about, you know, uh, past memories and, and past relationships and, and regrets and, you know, oh, well, if I would have done this and maybe this would have happened and, you know, all these different things, you know, the games that we play in our head and in our heart. I just, it's just like the enemy is having a field day with me. And so I finally get out of bed and I'm just really discouraged. I'm like, God, oh, you know, like this is so discouraging. You know, yet again, another Friday where I'm struggling to rest in you and I'm finding a false sense of rest and everything else. And I sat down and I was just meditating on the whole reality that the Bible says that that our bodies are a temple uh, for the Lord, that we are not our own, but we are a temple for God. And I was just thinking about this whole idea of us being a temple for the Lord. And I was just so discouraged because I was just saying like, Lord, okay, I'm a temple for you, but I'm acting as if I own my house. Like my being is my own and I can do what I want to do with it. You know, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17, Paul reminds the Corinthian church, he says this, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy. And that is what you are. So I was just thinking about the whole idea of, Lord, I know that I am your temple, that your spirit dwells within me, that through you, you give me life. <laughs> you give me life. And and through your spirit, I, I find my meaning. I find my identity. I find my joy. I find my strength. I find my purpose, all this stuff. And I was just thinking about this whole idea that, okay, Lord, if I am your temple, then how in the heck do I allow these enemies into the temple of my soul, of my mind, of my emotions? And I sat down and this is what I wrote. I said, it's so easy for the things of this world to overwhelm and to take top spot in my heart and mind. This morning, I'm reminded why you tell us to guard our hearts and to be careful what we surround ourselves with and what we allow ourselves to think about. If you've made my heart and my body, your temple, your home, why do I leave the doors open for just anyone or anything to enter? The crazy thing is, my home is not even my home, it's yours. I gave you the keys to all of me June 2011. The things in this house are things that you let me temporarily dwell with, and the things that you have graciously loaned. Nothing has my name on it anymore. Forgive me, Lord. All that I am, and all that I have is yours. When I get robbed, I act like nothing happened instead of identifying my mistake and coming to you, the owner and the one who has taken responsibility of sustaining and leading the home that you purchased. This is something else that was also written in my journal around this time. I said this, all this freaking crap means nothing unless there is obedience and our behavior and lives bring glory to your name. Forgive me, God, for the countless ways that I miss it. Help me keep it clear. Help me keep it clear. Reset my heart. Again, as I'm flipping through these pages, I'm seeing over and over and over a word specifically, obedience, that keeps popping up. And also this whole idea of renewal, of resetting, you know. I mean, even right here, give me a perspective of heaven. May my gaze be fixed on you. The world would no longer be on my mind when I am no longer here. Just over and over and over and over. 
even the day before one of the one of my my Sabbath days, I, I had with uh, my Bible study guys, and right after we got done, I'm reading about Jesus's life and and crucifixion, and just a powerful just reminder of what Christ has done for us. We shared in communion, and as we shared in communion. I, I had this moment when I was looking at all my brothers around me, all, all of, the, all of the, the men that are in this Bible study, and this is what I wrote down. I said, I shared in a powerful moment tonight, sharing communion after reading about the crucifixion during tonight's bi- men's Bible study. Andrew brought a 24-ounce grape Arizona tea, and I had saltine crackers, and we poured grape juice into solo cups, and it didn't matter one bit that that's all we had. Oh God, you reminded me that your desire is for your children to be unified, humbled, and pure. Forgive me for the countless times where I am not. As I looked in the eyes of the men around me, a sober thought came to my mind. We have no idea what tomorrow will bring, where life will take us, or how many breaths we have left. But oh God, we can rest assured that we will one day rally together again around your throne. Finally free, finally home. Oh, heavy heart, these days matter. Jesus, please use us. We are yours. And I feel like all of that leads into what I read tonight and and where I felt like we needed to go this week for the podcast. And this is found in Hebrews 13. This is what it says in verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. We have an altar from which the priest in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. Verse 12, so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Verse 15, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. In verse 18, Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Tonight we had a Bible study. It was a co-ed Bible study with guys and girls. And, and, and as we were talking, we were just talking about the different things that, the, that, that has been going on in our week and the different things that the Lord has been showing us. And as we shared, this whole word of obedience kept coming up and up and up and up and up. And I felt led to read this passage, specifically verse 20 and 21. And this is what it says again. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. 
So we're talking about this whole idea of, of obedience and, and reading this passage. And I felt led to ask every person in the, in the Bible study to read this passage. But then I felt led to say, okay, we're talking about obedience. May we leave that even right here, right now, by just being honest with each other about the different things in our life that we feel like the Lord has called us to be obedient in. You know, the things that are difficult or challenging or, or hard, and you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I have the strength or the courage or the boldness or the ability or the wisdom to do what it is that I feel like the Lord has called me to do, you know, but I, I know the Lord has called me to do this. We were just being honest with one another, and we just went person by person, and we sharing the different things that we feel like the Lord has called us to do uh, in obedience that we haven't been doing. And guys, it is so crazy how freeing it is being honest and vulnerable with others and having them be honest and vulnerable back to you. And it's just crazy. It's so therapeutic because not only are you acknowledging that, okay, God, I know that you know this, but I'm I'm no longer going to be held by a chain of what others may think or public opinion of me or perspective of me or or whatever. You know, I am I'm I'm putting myself down and I'm elevating you. I'm saying that I am not being obedient in this, but I want to. Why? Because you are worthy. And so as each and every one of us went by and was talking about the different things that we feel like the Lord has put on our heart to do, you know, from the trivial all the way to like the extreme and the deep things. And I know that you will equip me to do the things that I'm struggling to do, but I'm going to first be honest about what I am struggling to do. And it's just so beautiful what happened. And and as just the, everybody was sharing, it was just like, whoa. A lot of what we were struggling with to be obedient in was stuff that each and every one of us was struggling to be obedient in. We weren't as alone as we thought. That vulnerability reminded us that we were not alone, that we literally were in this together and that, you know, there's nothing that has overcame us or has, you know, suppressed us that is not common to man. I was focusing on verse 20 and 21, but at the very end, after just this very vulnerable moment that we have with one another, One of the people in the Bible study, they said, wow, we literally just fulfilled what was written in Hebrews 13, verse 18. And this is what it says. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. Our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably in everything we do. One of the beautiful things about vulnerability is that it clears our conscience from being something that we're not. From having a facade, having a mask, having, you know, just eyes being on us that shouldn't elevate us in in that way. Our conscience is clear. Our conscience is clear. My favorite sermon is a sermon by a pastor, and his name is Judah Smith. And I heard it back in college. But he was reading from Revelation, and he was reading a description of what heaven is that is found in the book of Revelation. And one of the things that he pointed out is that in heaven, that everything has a clarity to it. Everything is clear. And he pointed out that even the sea that is mentioned is crystal. 
is the crystal sea. It's clear. Even the stones and the elements that all of the buildings and the, and the roads are built out of are clear stones, clear elements. And it talks about in Revelation that the only light that is shining isn't a light shining from the sun, but it's a light shining from Jesus. And so everything in heaven almost has this transparency in order to point back to the source of all light, which is Christ. The object of our affection, the object of our worship, the object of, of, of our lives, of our being, that as it's described in Revelation, that all of heaven revolves around a single person, and that is Jesus. It's not us. It's not our desires. It's not our wills. It's not you know our longings. It's, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And recently I was talking with a friend on the phone and we were praying for one another. And in the prayer, he said this, and it really stood out to me. He said this, he said, Lord, you don't exist for us. We exist for you. You don't exist for us. We exist for you. Going back to that whole idea of, of a home and how we, if, if you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, that you are a temple for the Holy Spirit. You are a temple of the living God, that he's dwelling within you. He's living within you. And therefore, our bodies are not our own anymore, but we are called to live in submission to the Spirit of God that is placed within us. And that whole idea of a home, as I was reading and, 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 and just meditating on that whole idea of a home, I was listening to this song by one of my favorite bands, and the name of the band is Falling Up. And their last CD, it was a concept album about a woman who goes through this tragedy, this chaos, and instead of her leaning into the chaos, as we talk about in this podcast, instead of leaning into the chaos and leaning into her creator, savior, sustainer, to find a color in that chaos through a closeness and a dependence on her creator, savior, sustainer, instead, she decided to run away from her creator, savior, sustainer, and try to find a color on her own. So the whole album is her just running away, running away, and how God pursues after her. And in the middle of the album, there's a song called In the Woodshop, where she has this pivotal moment where she says, you know what, I can't run anymore. And I'm lifting up my hands to light, realizing that there is life that is more that could be found in you. And so it's just such a powerful moment. It's one of my favorite songs. And the next track, though, finds the woman returning back to the same home that she ran away from at the very beginning. But now this home is under attack. And the name of the song is Rangers. And in the song, it's just using a lot of imagery and just a lot of poetic liberty to try to paint a picture of a house that is under an invasion. There's a home invasion going on, and there's a woman in the middle of it. And there's a part in the chorus where it says that, you know, like no matter what is around me, no matter the enemies that are swarming in from the windows, from the doors, from the crawl space, no matter where the, the enemies are coming in, that once I flip the breakers, once I, I, once I flip the breakers within this house, then there are lights that are going to come on that will blind you like you won't believe. And as I'm writing this and just meditating on the reality that, Lord, I am a temple for you, I'm also thinking about the whole idea that, wait a minute, you tell us that we are a light. We are a light, that those that are following after you, we are a light that cannot be hidden. Not only that, 
But literally, you, Lord, Jesus, you say that you are the light. You are the light. I think about what Jesus said in John 8, verse 12. He said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I'm thinking about, you know, John 8, 12. I'm also thinking about like Proverbs 4, 18, which says this, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining brighter and brighter until midday. The, the thing that stands out to me, even in the whole imagery of the light and us being a temple and us, you know, leaving our doors open for the enemy to come in and still kill and destroy within our hearts, within our emotions, within our mind. I, I was just reminded of this whole idea that when there's an overload within the electrical grid of a home, the circuit breaker will flip. And what used to be able to produce light can no longer produce light unless something is flipped back on within the circuit breaker and that light has the ability to go back on. We fight what the Lord is calling us to do and we start to believe the lie that is up to us to have the strength to do what it is that he's called us to do. And we fail to see that has never been about our strength, but it's been completely about our surrender and our submission. It's about being vulnerable. It's about allowing our conscience to be clear through repentance. On our own, we can't produce a light to shine out the darkness that we may be feeling or experiencing. But it's always been about the light that is stronger, the electricity, the, the, the voltage that is stronger to produce a light to light the darkness that can only come when we flip the breaker within our hearts. And the way that we flip that breaker is through repentance. Repentance is that flip of the switch within our hearts that produces a clean conscience before a holy God. The good news about Jesus is that our sins are forgiven, but we won't be able to experience a fullness in walking in that freedom if we continue to believe the lies that this life is about us. At the end of the day, heavy heart, no matter what you are going through or what you have been through or you will go through, there is freedom in knowing that this life is not about us, but it's all about him. It's all about Christ. It's all about our creator, savior, sustainer. There is freedom in knowing that we are freed in order to be obedient. Because at the end of the day, this life is not about us. It's always been about Jesus. May we keep it clear, just like all of the things in, in heaven where Christ is the light, that nothing else can block that light from shining through. It's always been about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It's never been about us. May we keep it clear. It will never be nor ever been a moment where it's not all about Jesus. Lord, help us keep it clear. He is the light of the world. May our good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise our heavenly father. The other day I was reflecting on what the Lord was showing me and, and I wrote this down. I said, Lord, this is your mission that you have called us to where we are, who we are with, what we are doing. It is yours. You and you alone call us and give us whatever we need in order to accomplish what you call us to. There is no need to worry or stress out. You know I want to end with Hebrews 13, verse 18. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. Heavy heart, I want to encourage you and challenge you that if there's something that the Lord has placed on your heart to do, 
something that you're scared about, something that you are saying, look, I know the Lord has called me to be obedient in a certain way, but I don't know if I have what it takes in order to do what it is that he's called us to be obedient. I want to not only remind you of verse 18, of just that that reality that there is a beauty that comes through a clear conscience and living honorably in everything we do, and that includes obedience, but also the prayer in verse 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It's never been about our light. It's always been about the light that can outshine even the darkest of nights. And as we look to the light of Jesus, we ourselves will start to reflect that light. That is how we are a city on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden. That is how we are a salt that does not lose its saltiness. That is how we live in a a freedom and obedience and a clear conscience of walking according to the Spirit. Saying, Lord, I don't want to close myself off to you because you make me uncomfortable or or I'm growing in ways that, that are outside of what I thought and ways that I could grow or the ways I could be used. Lord, I don't want to have any bit of my heart that is boxed off of, of, of saying, Lord, you can go here, but not here. You can do this, but not this. I don't want to have any areas within my circuit breaker of my heart that are flipped off because I have grieved your spirit. But instead, Lord, I want to be as clear as water. I want to be transparent. I want when people see me, they see you. I want that that the things that you've called me to be obedient in, that I measure success not by the standards of this world, but I measure success by the reality of if I was obedient or not. Lord, I want to have eyes to see as you see. I want to keep it clear. This life has always been, and it will always be, and even after I die, it has always been, and it will always be about you. It's about you. It's about you. Lord, you don't exist for us. We exist for you. We were created by a creator, savior, and sustainer in order for us to know him and make him known. And that can only come through a heart of obedience and repentance. When we start caring more about our creator, savior, sustainer, and less about what other people think of us, we start to be radically different in a world that is so centered around itself. We start to say, if my weakness being known can bring glory to my God, then I will share my weakness and vulnerability and humility, realizing at the end of the day, Lord, you are the light. And if there's any way that we have grieved the spirit, we want to repent. We want to be honest. If there's any ways that we have grieved the spirit that we don't know of, we want to beg and ask God, will you please show us? Go back to Psalms 139, verse 23, 24. Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. Heavy heart, may our hearts be that of transparent water, of a conscience that is clear, saying, God, have your will and way within my life. Help me have obedience to do what it is that you call me to do. And may I lean not on my own strength, but may I lean on the strength that you provide as I submit and as I lean into you. You are the God of peace. You are the shepherd of sheep. And Lord, you give me the strength 
that is needed in order for me to do what it is that you have called me to do. It's never been about me and it's always been about you. Lord, you are the leader of my heart. You are the leader of my life. You are the one that can shine a light through me and a light that I will follow to the end of time. I wanted to end this episode with a song and it's by a band called the Royal Royals. And and the name of the song is Water. And I am always fascinated by the whole idea of renewal of, of being remade. And the Bible says that when we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life, that we are born again. And that each and every day, he is renewing us day by day from glory, which means death, to death. And the Bible also says that from the depths of our heart, we cry out to the depths of our God. So there's this whole idea that, Lord, you, you are the water that we need in order for us to have not only life, but eternal life. And not only that, but Lord, you are faithful to renew us again and again and again. That each and every day that we wake up is an opportunity for us to respond to you. That you want to do a work and wonder within our hearts through repentance, through surrender, through vulnerability. Lord, that you want for us to look more like you. And each and every day you are faithful to chisel away that which does not look like you. And this song is an invitation for the Lord to be and the Lord to do which only he can be and only he can do. And again, the name of the song is Water, and I pray that this washes over you. And again, Hebrews 13, verse 18, may this be the prayer of our heart. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. Lord Jesus, please give us a heart of obedience, of repentance. Lord, it has always been about you. Open my mouth. Give me a new song to sing Feel it right now With the praise offering Beautiful sound To you Jesus the King Open my mouth Open my mouth Holy Spirit Oh